0: so much if you're going to put the video on pardon I don't want to talk about me so much if you're going to put the video
1: on let's not talk about you then let's talk about the guy who does not do or or says he's not going to do what he's not going to do and then goes and does it let's talk about that guy and whether or not you identify with that guy is up to you okay
0: Right. You're going to talk about the guy who does his duty. Well, what he sees or is told mm-hmm. that is his
1: duty mm-hmm. and does it willingly and doesn't do it willingly. But he goes or at least he says, no, he's not going to do it. But then he does go do it. He may, in fact, go do it willingly. He actually did willingly go out to do it. He may be grudgingly, but he's still willing to do it.
0: Well, grudgingly, then grudgingly, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's. Right. That's okay. uh, a common, yeah. in fact, that's that's a very common thing. I, I think half the world is probably doing that.
1: I would say that that's a very conservative estimate. <laughs> yeah, Probably. OK, probably. now the next thing is, is that the Buddha considers that a woeful state. Yeah, he considers that the animal state. Mm -hmm. And what we're talking about in the woeful animal state, you know, there's four states of woeful states like being in hell. uh, Being really overly hungry and can't get what we want. That's the pita. And then the woeful animal, which is the one who does what he's told to do, but he don't like it at all.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then the fourth one is the warrior who's all dressed up and scared to go out. Mm -hmm. Okay. fear so here are 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 the things then is resentment fear anger and greed those are the four woeful states and they all create dukkha okay so when we understand that um the wo the dumb the dumb animal is one of the woeful states let's go a little bit into that because basically Uh, when the child is young. They are told to do something. And they don't want to do it, but they're afraid to not do it. And so they do it anyway, and we get into the habit of doing that. And this has a secondary habit, which is even actually more. It's the primary habit. And that is, is that, um, we set it up as a rule. So when someone goes and says to take out the trash. The kid takes, he doesn't like it. He grumbles, he may wait for a while and then he takes that to trash, but he doesn't like taking out the trash, but he also makes a rule. And then he doesn't like the rule you're supposed to take out the trash. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he doesn't like that rule. And so the kid begins to build up a whole lot of rules that he doesn't like, but he does it anyway. Mm -hmm. All right. And that means that at least something gets done, but there's no joy in it. Yep. And so we choose to do things and we don't like it. And then we do it anyway, but we're getting no joy out of it. And we have words for that kind of stuff. Specifically the word work, the word labor, the word try. Now, the the word employment is not the same. People can be employed and like what they're doing. But when you are employed and don't like what you're doing, we call it work. We call it a job. Jobs and work are heavy words. Servant, servitude. Mm-hmm. slavery, all of those have that kind of connotation to it, that we really don't have a choice about what we're doing. What's about duty? It's about duty precisely yeah. duty based upon some set of rules. Yep. Yeah. Rather it than is... a duty that's based upon reality. hmm. Okay, or right. duty that's based so... upon the reality of the moment. An example is, is that you can tell the kid don't go out on the street. It's dangerous. And then kids will have trepidation go out in the street. But basically the real thing is, is that you, when you go to the street, look at what you're doing. All right, stop, look and listen. But that stop doing and listening was actually a rule for most of them rather than just wise advice or a good idea that we can practice right here in the present moment we've got it built up as a rule so we get really really rule bound Mm -hmm. and the the buddha calls this sila paramasa we were attached to the rules in the sense that we would really we would rather get a new rule and then follow it and be and follow it begrudgingly rather Uh than take this as good advice that we can practice when we remember to without it becoming a rule. The difference is, is that when we do it wisely, we get the benefit from doing it right then and there. But the dumb animal does what he's told to do, but he doesn't get real value out of it. Mm-hmm. He does it because he's supposed to with the hope of some future reward which is the basic Western mental state. So when you said only half the people, I was saying, oh, no, the, the odds are much higher than that, because look at the employment records in the United States and then uh, compare that with how many people don't call it employment, they call it work, they call it a job and they don't like it. They want to go do something else. And when they do, they won't like that either. Mm-hmm. OK, the mm-hmm. whole world is set up on that. And part of the reason that it was set up so long ago was because of the aristocracy, the ones who already had the wealth, the money, they put the servants to work. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how they did that in feudal days was, is that the the landlord would just lived in a big house or a castle and he had his own troops. And once a year, his troops went out around in all of the villages in that area and stole everything to take it fine. Mm-hmm. mostly grain, because that was the harvest, right? Mm-hmm. And so the poor farmers, the best they could do is bury some of it before the troops came to get it. But this is the, uh, the, the story of feudalism. Now, when the mm-hmm. industrial revolution came by, there was a small change that was made. And that is, is that the people didn't work their own land and, and get taxed for it um, once a year they had to go to the factory and work by the hour. Mm -hmm. That working by the hour then is what took us from being robbed of all of the goodness in it to have never gotten it in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so people are paid. Now the pay, the payment that they got, nobody thinks that their salary is enough. We always want more because we're always underpaid. And here's the point about that. Why would an employer hire anyone if that employer can't make some money off of the guy he's hiring? Why should you hire an employer if you're not going to make some money off of them?
0: Absolutely. The problem is that they make far too much money off them and don't give them enough in return. And then you have to have a trade union movement. And then it goes, you know, then then they get too much power and then you the pendulum swings the other way and go on. So all,
1: but your system is all based upon greed. Yeah, and sure. everybody's got it. That's humanity. Right. And humanity, as you probably agree, is fairly stuffed up like that. Absolutely. That <laughs> our whole system could change for the better. But right now the system is not going to change and the only thing that can change is each individual on their own within their own mind. That's where the changes will occur. We can't go and vote and expect things to change. We just want to vote out one crook and vote in another crook. And if he's not a crook when he's in office, that's a marvelous thing. But there'll be enough people who will try to turn him into a crook before he's out of office. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so voting Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. politics, right? Voting and politics is not going to get anyone happy. It's a miserable uh, thing to get into. And so the way of looking at it is, well, how can we go around living our lives doing it happily? That then becomes the question because mm-hmm. otherwise people are going to do what they're told to do, but they're not going to do it happily. They're going to do what they're told to do and resent it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the third option of, uh, saying, yes, you'll do what they tell you to do, and then you go do what you want to do anyway. Well, that, of course, <laughs> pardon.
0: that, oh, well, there's quite a lot of that about because um you know, people, people who are supposed to be working at something aren't actually doing much of it most of the time. If you well, follow. it's
1: funny that they knew about it way back in the Bible times to have put oh, yeah. that story in. It's actually in the Old Testament. I forget where it's in, you know. Um, a uh, song of Solomon or David or Psalms or something like that in that area of the Bible. But the point though is, is that this is an old story. And it has to do with the third thing. In fact, there could have been a third brother. that could have had a different uh-huh. way of doing it. One brother says no and then does it. The other one says yes and doesn't do it. Is there a third option? Is there a fourth option? In fact, the third and fourth options would be the guy says, no, I'm not going to do it. And then he didn't do it. Then there's the option of the guy who says he will do it. And then he does do it. Happily. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we got four choices in there. And there's a fifth choice. And the fifth choice is, is that you're not around that daddy long enough to get any instructions from him. You don't have any of his rules. And so you just go about doing what you wanted to do. Never mind what this guy thought, because you don't even care about him. You don't know him. All right. But unfortunately for each one of us, we weren't wise enough to do that when we were kids. Mm hmm and so we wound up as kids of only having those two choices of saying yes i'll do it and then don't or no i'm not going to do it and then do Mm -hmm. they um you could say that the rebel would be the one who says no i'm not going to do it and then he doesn't do it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: all right but what we're kind of looking for here is the guy who is there for hearing what he is told to do that coincides exactly with what he does want to do. And so he's quite willing to go do it and like it. But Mm -hmm. in fact, this is the practice of Anapanasati, is that the first thing that we do is we get our mind into a state of liking. And then we can choose whether we're going to do it or not. So that leaves us kind of a a corral or an okay corral or four different possibilities. Two questions, each one with a yes or a no, giving four, right? Okay. So the two questions are this. How do you feel and are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. All right. So let's say that how I feel is good up here and bad down there. I feel good. I feel bad and then Mm -hmm. on this side we have it i'm i'm going to not do it or i'm going to do it i'm going to not do it so i'm Uh going to do it i'm not do it so we've got a corral here okay now Uh um, Mm. all right so those that uh feel bad and don't do it they're losers real losers those who Mm -hmm. uh, feel bad and do it anyway. Those are uh, the dumb animals. Mm -hmm. And then there are those on the uh, the other side, which uh, when you feel good, now you have a choice about whether you're going to do it or not. So let's change Mm -hmm. the choice about how we, whether we're going to do it or not into the frame of other people. So in the sense of this, I feel good, I feel bad, versus they feel good, they feel bad. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, uh, we can have the situation to where both feel bad. That's a disaster. Okay. If I'm on the side over here where I feel bad, but he feels good, then that makes me dependent upon him. He's the doctor and I'm the client. Mm -hmm. But there's also the other that he, that I feel good. And he does not, which makes me the doctor. Mm -hmm. And then there's the fourth quadrant, which is I feel good and he feels good. And now we're just friends. Okay. So in one case, you've got, um, uh, a loser in two cases, you've got a doctor client relationship. And in the third one, you don't need a doctor because there's no losers in Mm -hmm. three out of the Mm -hmm. four there's losers in there okay so the win-win situation would be when we feel good and we do what we want to do and that's the way that we can arrange it and that many many people in fact whatever position that they're in in that they will approach meditation in that context so those who um feel bad, and say, no, I'm not going to do it, and then go do it anyway, that's uh, people who practice meditation to follow the rules. And they don't get much out of it because they're doing it because they're supposed to do it, and they're expecting some benefit later, but they don't get the benefit because they're not doing what they're doing joyfully. They do it Uh out of resentment. Yep. All right. So there's another possibility which we can cultivate, and that is let's get ourselves first into a good position. Let's get beyond that position of, I'm going to do it, but I don't want to do it, and change our mind state into, I like this. That's changing the mind state. That's easy to do, to change our mind state from I don't like it into I don't care. Or from I don't like it. Into it's okay. Or I don't like it and it's good. I like it. I don't like it. That's the thing that we keep working with. And we do it ignorantly. So from now on. Uh, what you can do. Is to become aware. Of your resistance. To, to what I say. Your resistance to. Uh, just like saying no and then doing it anyway is a setup for failure. Then what we have to do is to like doing it. If we like doing it, then we can do it now that can actually be an email. If I don't like to write that email, but I have to do it, then I'll write the email, but it'll probably be, be a failure. I'll probably use bad language or something, and, and it doesn't work the way that I wanted it to. But if I really like this situation, I really want to, li- and I do like this email, and I do want to write it, then it's probably going to be a better email because I did it out of a happy mm-hmm. state rather than an unhappy state. I've written emails out of unhappy states. I've written emails out of happy states. Believe me, the ones out of a happy state work better. So, if that's true about just writing an email, isn't that generally true about almost everything? I mean, I remember my uncle was having a lot of frustration because he uh, was changing the tire on my bicycle. And it was clear that he was only doing it because my, my mom, his old elder sister asked him to change the flat tire on my bicycle. Mm -hmm. And he was angry and frustrated and he didn't want me there. And I kept pointing out what he was doing wrong and he got up angry and walked off. And he was really pissed off (laughs) when he came back five minutes later and I had fixed the tire.
0: Well, I'll bet he did get angry if you were interfering with him because in what he was wanting to do, because
1: he was already pissed off and throwing the tools around. (laughs) He was right. He didn't get pissed off because of me. He got he was already pissed off. (laughs) If he had been happy, he would have been happy for me to be there. He could have been the teacher and shown me what to do. So this is a clear example of people doing what they are told to do and making a mess out of it. And that's especially true for delicate things that are subtle, like this practice of Anapanasati. So we don't, uh, and I would warn this to every student, do not practice Anapanasati because it's been told to you that it's good or that you're supposed to do it or that it comes out of tradition, or that you read it in a book, or that you've heard about the teacher and you trust him, none of that is the reason for practicing. There's only one reason to practice, and that is, is that when you do start to practice, you get benefit out of it right then and there. You do
0: indeed. You do indeed, but you still have the feeling in the back of your mind But for whatever reason, I shouldn't be doing this.
1: Right, but that's not in the back of my mind. What's in the back of my mind instead is, wow, this is great. Okay. so what's in the back of the mind of the one who says you shouldn't be doing this is because that's some rule that he's reading out of the back of his mind that you shouldn't be doing this. So there are the rules, again, are interfering with correct practice. In fact, yeah. there's rules built in there that you should be miserable. You should do what you're told to do, and you should not like it.
0: Oh, indeed, indeed. All right. Indeed, that's so, the that concept of duty, isn't it? That uh, you have to do it because, because you're there or because, you know, the situation that you've well, you've been put into by somebody else, such as your parents, and you are you have laid upon you a duty to do something. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: have you ever heard of the term "Rule Britannia? The rule, Britannia is what I'm talking about. The rule. The 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 expansiveness of the United Kingdom over a huge amount of time was always founded upon picking up young men and making them do their job. We rule Mm -hmm. over you. You have to do what I tell you to do.
0: Actually, it's more subtle than that because what you do, you get them into a regiment and you you train them so that they do it because they're in or because regimental pride or whatever it makes, Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, makes them do it. You know like your u.s marines are you a marine fights because he's a marine that kind of thing
1: ah and so then they're lied to they're giving a false um payment mm-hmm. they're saying oh your benefit and your feel good comes out of the fact that you belong to a, a an elite top-notch organization perhaps the biggest empire in the world yeah
0: yeah okay. oh, they, are, they, they have that down to a fine art
1: That's- yes they do and you have been chipped away to 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 fit exactly into their mold and that's why in their reg- in the regard of all of that education you're not supposed to feel good your troops are supposed to play those bagpipes beat those drums carry those rifles and nobody smiles yep the drill instructor is not going to come up and get in the paint guy's face. Right. So that whole mentality is part of the culture that you were mm-hmm. in more British than America. in fact, that part of the British culture is even worse than what they have in America. But believe me, America has got some bad things too, in other regards that are far worse than the British. So they're a little bit different, but there are similarities in there, like the Marines versus the Royal Guard, they do have that gung-ho attitude, but that, that that gung-ho attitude doesn't work in all cases, and it's got no real joy in it. It's just pride, almost a false pride, mm-hmm. but at least a false pride is better than grief and guilt. Mm-hmm. So now, if we recognize that we have bought into that, then we begin to see that... Um, these rules and the society is kind of like a great big mommy or a great big daddy. And that everybody Mm -hmm. under that system is kind of like a child. The system itself is the parent. The system itself is the place where all the rules come from. So if that's the case, then every one of uh the people under that set of rules, under that thumb, have that belief system that I should not buck that rule giving system. That in mm. fact one of the rules that I've been given is don't buck the rules. Oh, you yes. can buck them a little bit, but ultimately you gotta you gotta do what you're told to do.
0: Well, that's hold the whole point about the 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 rule of apostasy and religion—that the worst thing you can do is to try to get out, you know. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they, uh, like.
1: right? Excommunication and all of that kind of stuff. That's why Westerners have a really hard um, uh, time understanding that the Bhikkhu sangha in Buddhism is a swinging door. The mm-hmm. people go into sangha, take on the robes, they come out, and they do what they need to do, and then they go back in. In, out, yeah. out, in. That's okay to move back and forth. But in the uh, 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 the the full the apostate to full ordination, it's either you 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 wash out or you're in. But if you're in, you're in for life. That if you try to get yeah, out, oh yes, yeah, Indeed. yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. So Indeed. that's but that's because of the rules. And Mm -hmm. so we teach, they, they teach the rules. Now in, in that regard, that's something that happens to people, but it happened also very early in life that the the family was raised in that culture also. So they started imprinting that culture on the little kids long before they were ready to get uh, drafted into the military, that they were Mm -hmm. uh, drafted into uh, the culture at the age of three and four and whatnot. Okay. Now this is well known in psychology, which gives rise to the three P's that I'll go over with you now. Okay. The three P's, by the way, is, um, permission, protection and potency. And that those three Mm -hmm. things are actually very deeply involved with practicing meditation just like it is in regular life. Okay. So the three points about it is permission. You have not given yourself permission yet. And most people don't to actually feel good. You're supposed to toe the party line. You're supposed to do what you're told to do. And you're not supposed to like it because if you like it, that means that we're losing our control over you, that you're becoming in control. So you have to actually give yourself in your own mind, as each one of us does, permission to feel good. Because you've already got a rule in there that does not grant that permission. So you need to change that rule to give yourself permission that it's okay for you to feel good.
0: Yeah, well, I could do that for, for, for a few minutes at a time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the rule will come up, right? Well, okay, when that rule comes up, you can say, Aha, I see that rule again. Uh-huh. I see you, Maurer. Never mind you. I'm going to sit here. I've got permission, all the permission I need to just be comfortable and happy. And then that thought will come up again, and we see it again. And pretty soon, by seeing that and not letting it affect us because we're changing it right then and there, I do have permission. It really is okay for me to feel good. hmm they getting that permission, but there's the other side of it that some of them talk about, and that is, is that, oh, if I do do it, I'll get caught in it and it'll be punishment. There'll be hell to pay that. If I feel good today, I'll be hung over tomorrow. Kind of thing. Now that doesn't fit for you so much because you're already gotten to the point that you've got the raw of the rule So that you can't do it because you don't have permission. You can't feel good. Because you don't have permission. Others will feel fear. In the sense that if I do feel good. Then I'll have to pay later. Now the third position that people have. Is. Oh. I would like to do it. I have permission to do it. I can get away with doing it. But I still can't do it. I don't have the power. I'm not able to do it. I don't have Mm -hmm. the power. I don't have the potency. Mhm and And so all of that is wrapped up with doubt. Mm-hmm. And the doubt, the first doubt, is who? who can I get to give me permission to feel good? Or who can I get to make me enlightened? What kind of meditation teacher? The, the uh, in the Christian context, oh, you need Jesus to make you feel good. You have to have a Jesus. If you don't have a Jesus, plastic Jesus on the dashboard of your truck, you're going to hit that tree. Okay. And mm-hmm. so that kind of mentality is stuck because we have the doubt that we can't do it on our own. We don't have permission. We don't have protection. We don't have the power to do it on our own. So we've got to go get someone else to do it. Guess what? Ain't nobody going to do it. Nobody can, can even read your mind. How in the heck do you expect somebody else to rewrite it if they can't even read it? Everybody's got to fix their own mind and no one can pick somebody else's mind. Those who think that they can wind up being charlatans. But but I can't change your mind for you, but I can sure entice you to change it on your own. And then you can see that the benefit was there. Hey, this is good stuff. I want to keep doing this because it's good. Of course, of Of course,
0: course. but how do you get away from the. The doubt. it's more than a lurking doubt. a lurking doubt's a very slippery concept anyway. Some lawyers use it. Um, but um, how do you get away from the lurking doubt that you know the people who originally taught me were right, and I'm doing something totally off the wall in their system, and I will burn in hell for this.
1: Ah how do you get what away- hell do you burn in?? Eh? What hell, hell, though, will you burn
0: in? Oh, well, I've got to have, I've got to have an ongoing soul, which uh, which Sati the fisherman was told in no uncertain terms that he didn't have, in order Who? to to burn in hell. It's somewhere off in the future, that one.
1: No, you're burning in hell right now. The hell that you are consigned to is between your ears. The bad feelings that we get by breaking our own rules so we punish our we make up the rules in our heads ourselves when we were children because we were too ignorant to do that and so we did make a bunch of rules and now when we break our own rules we feel bad don't you this is when you break your when you break the rules you feel bad
0: yes of course you do of course you do that's 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 the concept of I suppose being an honorable man, you make a rule and you don't break it.
1: Yeah, Um, except that that's a very, very, very low class definition of honor and honorable men. I'm sure it is, but it's it's a much higher, a much higher uh, 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 definition would be he who stays out of that kind of brawl. What brawl are you talking about? The brawl of uh, if you make a rule, you've got to follow it. That's Christianity. It's low-class stuff. Well, guess what? The Christians themselves are even lower class because they make the rules and then want everybody else to follow them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Well, you were one of those other guys that they wanted to follow their rules. And now you've uh-huh. made their rules your rules. And you did that with without considering whether their rules were worth making inside our own mind. We, okay. we made those rules without discrimination. We did it as children. We didn't have the ability to, to choose you know? otherwise. I know. I know that. Uh, but now you do, even at the age that you are now, like me, an old man, you still have the ability to change your own rules and you said oh i can't do that because i'm not supposed to
0: well that's one of the rules that you can
1: change i'm
0: not saying i can't do that i'm saying that if you do do that you
1: still have the feeling that you might be wrong right okay so there's that doubt again this is is why we need to practice over and over again to dispel that doubt Because you can feel good. You can feel. good. (laughs) Now, if I were a Christian, I would be
0: saying, or if I was still a Christian, I would be saying, ah, but the answer is to pray to Jesus
1: and pray away the doubt. (laughs) Except that the, the praying it away means is that something's going to take the doubt away. And Mm -hmm. here we recognize that the prayer is not going to do it, that we're going to have to work through the doubt. Ain't nothing going to take it away. We're going to have to work through it. Mm -hmm. There's actually three layers of doubt, and we're actually talking about the most basic layer of all. The most basic layer is the victim's layer of who can I get to help me? Uh I need a meditation teacher, I need a doctor, I need a religion, I need a daddy. Because I need someone's permission to feel good. I need someone's permission to feel good. And the answer to that is you're going to have to give yourself permission because that's the only way you're going to get permission.
0: What are the other levels of doubt?
1: The other levels of doubt is once you've given yourself permission to do it, now we're working on the issue of the potency. Are you able to do it? Once you get permission, like your dad says, okay, you borrow the car and he says, okay, I I give you the keys. You can go take the car. He's giving you permission, but the kid can't drive a car. Some dads will do that. Some dads will give the kid a key to the car. Cause he knows the kid can't drive that car. Not yet. He's not old enough. So we're here with that in meditation. We grow up as adults. And the first thing is, is that we want permission from some authority. But once Mm -hmm. we have the permission from ourselves, we still have the issue of can I do it or not? Do I have the power? Do I have the ability? And if we practice well, continuing to gladden the mind will begin to see that i can gladden the mind i can do this
0: right so you've got potency so where come what is the third level of doubt
1: all right the third level of doubt is stated within the buddha's context of knowledge and vision of what is and is not the path which is basically this is the level of um Let's see. Protection. Mm -hmm. Okay, the protection is is that this path works. The knowledge and vision of what this path is, the path will protect you if you keep practicing Mm -hmm. the path, that you're not going to fall back on your face, that you can get someplace. The Mm -hmm. knowledge and vision that this is the way we're going to live our lives now. Now, this also has the part of the knowledge and vision of what is not the path, and what is not the path is having the doubt about who's going to help me do it and the doubt about can I do it. Now the third doubt is how am I going to do it? And the answer is we've got a method now. We've got the way. How yeah. do we know this? Because we practiced it over and over and over again and it's proven itself solid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, yes. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not insensible. Oh, yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what okay. you're talking All about. All right. Sometimes, you know, it's a matter of of. Well, sometimes I do feel that I uh, that 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 I I have got given myself permission. Sometimes okay. I do feel that I am able to do it. In fact, I, I I know that I've given permission and I'm able to do it, but the. The third, the third one is because knowledge of what is and what is not, not that's that's interesting. But the point is, the point is that the the the, the doubts and so on always return. And
1: yes, it does. That, of course, it does. This is yeah. why we have to rinse and report Of course, it's yeah, going, going to keep coming back. Point. Never mind. Yeah. I, and we practice that with the sense of aha, I see that doubt coming back. Uh I can see that doubt coming back and we have to then, with Sati, change the mind again, gladden the mind. Those unwholesome thoughts will keep coming back Mm -hmm. in the form of I can't do this or "I, I need it to be tweaked by someone else. I have to ask. In fact, I do that quite often. But I catch myself when I do. An example of that would be that I'm working on, let us say, some program that's very technical and that I'm working on it and working on it and I can't get what I want. Then the thought is, is that maybe I can call someone. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can figure, get someone else to help me out to do this. Right. Well, if we do that from the sense of wisdom, then we can go find the right kind of places. And the Mm -hmm. internet is a really good place now, but in the old days, what we would do is to take our example, take our computer to the repair shop.
0: Mm -hmm. We want somebody
1: else to solve the problem for us.
0: Well, in modern life, of course, there's more and more of that because there are fewer and fewer things that you know, mechanical things or electrical things or whatever that you can do for yourself. But
1: um, Well, back when I was a teenager, if I didn't fix my car, ain't nobody going to do it for me.
0: Spent a lot of my teen, well, my late teenage years playing with old cars and fixing Mm -hmm. them. But there it was. Yeah, I know.
1: But know. But now the manufacturers have fixed it so that people can't do it on their own without buying a whole lot of equipment and going through a great big education process. Yep. I
0: In noticed. the old
1: days, taking a bolt out of a uh, um, um, an engine was easy enough to do. Mm-hmm. It was okay. It was. So, here's here's going into the point is is that yep. this anyway, knowledge and vision of what is and is not the not. path is because we have practiced well enough and long enough to know that this works. This is also the same thing as when people get to this point of the knowledge and vision of what is and what is not the path. That's the place where people really want to change their lifestyle. They're thinking about what, what can I go live in? Or how can, can I shave my head and dress in white and, and start doing the whole thing? Okay, they really want to jump in. And there is room for those. I'm not expecting you to do that. I can see that by you shaking your head now. You don't even have to answer. But I'm talking about that that's the point, that when people have the knowledge and vision that the teaching of the Buddha is the only thing I care about is when they will go for ordination. They'll change their life. A lot of guys are considering coming to Thailand. and In fact, we got five or six of them right here, right now, because they really care about the Dhamma. This is that third point that I'm talking about is the knowledge and vision of what is the path. And now people are really ready to go for it. Which but is that's very- a, intellectually, you can understand that.
0: Intellectually, I can understand that. And that's very good for all the young people who are in your sanghas. But it's no good for an elderly householder. You know, certainly I'm- it is. Certainly it is.
1: Absolutely,
0: gonna, it is. I'm not going to give up and change my life. No way.
1: Well, that in just fact, ain't... that's exactly, well, then, that, but, but changing your life and your lifestyle exactly why you call. Preso- that's exactly, well, yes. Okay, okay so yep. do, stop mm, saying no you... to me because I'm giving clear examples and it doesn't fit you to a T. But expect no. and say instead, get the definition of you wanting to hear the definition of the word doubt. About what is and what is not the path and people who finish that doubt are the ones who really willing to change their life. This is what but, is called also the soda pot is the one who really sees that we've got something here and it's worth pursuing. And I'm going to be dedicating my life to the practice. And you don't have to ordain. Most of the people who do this don't ordain. Ordination is not necessary, but it is certainly a good, valuable thing for those who, um, let us say it's the bottom line or a last resort because householders, even in the time of the Buddha, they could sit on their porch and just enjoy their life. They didn't have to become monks. Mm They could just sit on the porch yeah. and enjoy their life you can just sit on your chair and sit on your porch and just enjoy your life that's all you have to do is just enjoy your life one moment of joy at a time i think
0: perhaps the problem here is that i do tend to think that all all i mean essentially you may say that you are that the, 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 there's a religious Buddhism and, the, and the, what you call supramundane. Um, but ultimately, they're all religions and they all do one size fits all.
1: It seems to me they all well, say all that humans you, so fit in the same size are called humans.
0: No, but you you get you get um, the, the, this whole thing. I mean, it's it's that there's there's one rule for everybody and you're saying effectively that um
1: no I'm not saying there's one rule for everybody what instead I'm saying is is that humans have the propensity to collect too many rules Mm -hmm. within their own mind
0: but then yes but but what you what you are essentially preaching is that people when they get so far should go off and join join a a what and um i did not say that so sign up for 450 rules that they have to keep us yes
1: i do not say that i don't use the word should and you were the one who was putting that on out of your catholic background, whether you were in the Catholic church a day or not, that's Catholic, okay? Mm -hmm. And and we are not practicing that this is the right way to go and you should do this. We're coming from the position of if it works for you, keep doing it. And if it doesn't work, make a change so that it does work for you. And the Catholics are all into you got to do it my way, eventually it'll work for you. And it, mm-hmm. never <laughs> it never works out. It never works out. Not until the priest gets one of the altar boys or two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, makes him happy for a bit.
1: Not for so much bit. for
0: the altar boy.
1: <laughs> anyway, there we are. Yes. Listen. So, here's here's the point, though, is is that when you come to the point that you can give yourself permission to be happy. You're already breaking some of the rules that you have and you can break those rules and begin to throw them out because there's another set of rules in there that says, can you do this well enough? And of course, the answer to that is, yes, you can. But most people don't think that they can do it because they've already been told that they can't. They don't have permission or they don't have the ability to do it. Okay, so we can, in fact, work with you on this so that you can give yourself permission. You have my permission to be happy. Can you give yourself permission to be happy?
0: The only permission that counts is my own.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's why mine is so cheap and easy to give. But some people want to set me up as some sort of authority figure. And so I say, sure, go ahead. They do me as an authority figure. And my authority figure gives you a new rule. Stop having so many rules. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you can, in fact, give yourself permission. Every time that you feel like or think about that. You shouldn't be doing this, or you have hell to pay or anything like that. You can say, Oh, that's just an old tape, that's just an old thought, that's just an old rule. Never mind. I'm gonna have fun right now without those rules. To get okay. beyond that first level of doubt, that you don't need anyone's permission. You don't need anyone's help. You could do this by yourself, and you can do it. If you do it by yourself and you can see that you've got a way to do it by yourself. And that way to do it does not have any rules about ordination, but it does have the situation that those who do come to the state of having uh, the knowledge that there is no place to go now, but out of this society into another place then the song is available to them. But that's always their choice, probably based upon their own set of rules that they accumulated in life. But generally, when we get rid of this third level of doubt, we don't expect to see that the society is going to fulfill. The society is not going to do the job that we wanted it to do. They're not, the society is not going to give you permission and it's not going to give you the power. Sure. You can yeah. do this. I know you can do it. Do you know you can do it? Well, I know, but I,
0: but I, but I don't know I can shift the doubt.
1: Ah, but when the doubt comes up, can you conquer that doubt right then and there? Oh, probably. Okay. Well, that's the point that we're getting for, to is that for, when that doubt comes up, catch it and say, aha, I see you doubt uh-huh. and I can do this. And then the doubt will come up five minutes later. Uh-huh, I see you doubt again. Never mind, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well. That, that's the I practice think... over and over again, is to see those hindrances, to see that doubt and to throw right. it out.
0: Right, okay, I think I'm going to have to stop now. On account I know, of, I've,
1: but... you've been hacking to do that for the past five minutes, so I'll let you go now. I... I'm just trying uh, to repeat it
0: until you get it. Something else I wanted to talk to you about, and possibly another time. Okay, I, oh, which can, was
1: you can raise that topic then. You don't have to tell it in advance. We can do that then. Okay,
0: well, I'll I'll, I'll leave it where it is then. All okay. right. Thank you. We'll very see much. you later. It's uh, it's been good. Thanks.
1: Yes, you do have my permission. Yeah, but that's
0: still used to be. Yeah,
1: but you're going to agree again, aren't you? You already know yeah. that. You're going to argue with me again.
0: Of you course. do have
1: my permission. <laughs> well, it's, it's always nice. I don't, don't have to argue. You still don't have to argue. You can just accept that you have my permission. <laughs> and you say, thanks. That's great. <laughs> okay. okay. Thanks. Thanks. That's great. So, you can give yourself permission too. Thanks. That's That's great. (laughs) Anyway, okay. (laughs) Cheers then. (laughs) Bye bye. I'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Yes, we'll see you. Cheers.